Booze How Music proudly presents Sounds on Vinyl, the show that celebrates collecting and listening to vinyl. And now here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name is Phil Boyer, and as always, from the land of the Vikings, where they have the big ships and they sail the open sea, is my brother from another mother, Mr. Mike Svensson. Mike, how the hell's it going over there in Sweden? It's going really good. It's it's summertime right now, and I learned today it's 76 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like 20 degrees Celsius. See? I learn stuff every day. <laughs> I don't have to go to school. I learn from you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, that's you. Me. Drinking out of the horns. Well, yeah. As you always say, you always ask me if I drink out of the horns. I, I do every day. You drink the ale out of the horns. Yeah. That's how it goes. I have, I have the flower. I have the midsummer. I will probably the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> there we go. And we, we have another special guest today. We have none other than Philip Schaus from the bands Ace Freely and Accept. Philip, welcome to the show. It's always great to have another Phil on the show. I'm usually the only one, so it's really cool to have you. So thanks for joining us and coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having us. Phil, are you a 1L or 2L? I am a 2L, but I usually don't go by Philip, so it's always just the 1L with Phil. So I'm kind of weird that way. Yeah. I'm a single L. (laughs) Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate the, the invitation. Yeah. Great to have you. Cool. We're going to dive right into it. So uh, we want to know everything about you, Philip. So uh, <laughs> so was there a lot of music in your house when you were growing up? There was from my older brother. Well, was my, my only brother's older, so Kevin. And he's 13 years older than me, so it's quite a, a large age gap. And so uh, he played drums, and this is in Wisconsin, uh here so uh he played drums in a polka band there's a very large german and scandinavian population in wisconsin in the northern states and so he was in high school had a group called the polka tears the drums were at our house and the band rehearsed uh at our house too and so there was music there and he was you know this is the late 70s and so he was a big you know he's in high school then so he's listening to the popular rock and roll pop and music of the late 70s and it was a lot of great stuff happening then so my introduction to music uh not just rock and roll but his music was from kevin and his record collection because he had it on the floor in crates and my earliest memories are thumbing through that you know this thing and looking at the covers and listening to some of them but it was uh it was a visual thing for me too just looking at all the covers and opening them up and looking at the pictures and all that. What kind of bands did they listen to? Uh, Aerosmith was his favorite, and by default, it was my favorite as well. I'm not sure if it was just because it was his favorite or if they were the first ones in the batch, you know, letter A. It was alphabetical, (laughs) of course. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know why. I guess maybe I liked Draw the Line album cover because it was a cartoon, and I was, you know, three or four years old. Um, but I did love the music and they had great, um, record sleeves that had these tiny pictures, like these big montages of all these tiny, tiny, uh, photographs of the band. 
And I remember just staring at that for, you know, probably years. And, you know, at a time, if you add all the time up. Um, so they, he loved them. Um, Zeppelin, uh, Van Halen. Uh, the, the biggest one was Aerosmith. And then when he got into college, he got into uh, the B-52s. And I followed suit with them. I loved those first three records. And then the police was a big thing for him. So, yeah, um, I kind of followed his lead on a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of great music mm -hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. I had a very good uh, foundation. Do you remember how old you were when you, you bought your first album yourself? It's, and what was it? It's hazy because I'm not sure what was mine and what was his. Because he had so many <laughs> records. And then when he left for college, he would leave some behind for me. Um, yeah. I don't actually know, to be totally honest. I don't remember actually, yeah. like, what I went to buy. Did, did, you, did you take his, like, uh, Aerosmith and, and the B-52s and the police and so forth and, and, and discovered new music on your own real quick after that? that? Uh, not really. I pretty much no. stayed close to that stuff. And then um, and when I was about 10, the, um, he turned me on to the Beatles. And then that, oh, okay. was, that was it for me until Van Halen. Mm. Yeah. So right. for the, it was just two short years, but it feels like a long time, three years. But yeah. he turned me on to the Beatles, and that was completely, uh, you know, it, it, everything in my life went to that. <laughs> As a 10-year-old yeah. kid in like 85. So I didn't listen to anything of the time. I didn't listen to Motley Crue, Bon Jovi. I couldn't have given less of a shit about what was happening with that stuff. It was all Beatles for me <laughs> until he turned me on to Van Halen in 1988. Yeah. Oh, cool. So did you buy a lot of albums yourself when you were growing up, when you discovered you're talking about Van Halen? Then it was CDs. But yeah, okay. it's about a time um, 88 rolled around. I heard Van Halen, then it was CDs. And then it was like, okay, yeah. then I was getting a lot of CDs. Because by that point, they were still making records, but they were getting harder to find. And by the early 90s, it was almost extinct at that point. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Yes. I actually cried when they started uh, making vinyl records. <laughs> I had to buy one of those like small things, CDs. What the mm -hmm. hell? Uh, Looking yeah. at the carvers. It's, yeah. it's a small laser disc. What the hell is yeah. that? We were talking, I was talking to some guys last night <laughs> about laser discs. It's like these big yeah. DVDs that are bigger than an album. And nobody yeah. I knew had a player. Yeah. No. Like no. they just didn't catch on. Nobody I knew had no. one. <laughs> So, uh, so CDs. So, uh, was there a store that you went to to get your to look through CDs, or was it like for me? It was like these chain stores, like you know, uh, Gemco and some of these other ones. We really mine was Camelot. Camelot music. Okay, yeah, okay. In the mall, yeah, it was a shot at the store in the mall. You know, cute girls from what worked there, mm -hmm. and so that was where you went to get you know all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess there was Tower Records too. Do you have Tower Records where you guys were? Not where I was. There was in um, I. This is in Decatur, Alabama. Okay. So it's two hours south of Nashville. But Nashville had a tower um, that had a couple other stores. But I mean, anything I could wanted, you know, Camelot was getting it because I was into at that point. I was liking you know a lot of stuff that was going on and current. So they had everything, uh, and and the place to buy tickets 
for shows was also at the mall. So that was kind of the, you know, the one stop, uh, one stop shop for <laughs> high school rock and roll kids. There you go. So you started to go to shows too? Yeah. My first show, uh, well, my first show actually was the Beach Boys in 1986. And uh, it was in the Nebraska State Fair. So I was lived in Nebraska at that point. And it was when John Stamos is playing percussion with them. So I didn't get to see this. Wow, okay. Before he was John Stamos, you know, and he was just a yeah, percussion yeah. player. He played congas for the Beach Boys. Um, so I saw that one. And then my first rock show was Aerosmith on the Pump Tour um, yeah. and in Huntsville, Alabama. That was my first rock show to go to. Do you remember a, a point in time when, when, when it was a breaking point for you when you wanted to play music yourself? It was early. It was early. I, yeah. I, I kind of knew I wanted to do that from, I don't have, there wasn't a, a big point in it, but when I saw Hard Day's Night, that was kind of yeah. like, because I heard the Beatles before, but seeing that movie was a, a like, oh, what? Well, That looks like a lot of fun. I'd like to do that. Yeah. Um, I was already playing saxophone at that point because that was in the band program. And but you know, I never, I never really wanted to do that with a going to jazz or, or you know, professional saxophone or, or teaching or anything like that. But then when I heard when it was when Van Halen hit, I'd already been playing guitar for a year or two, and that was when uh, my, my life immediately took a, like a, a different turn. Like a hearing yeah. eruption, it was like one of those moments. Mm -hmm. That is a hardcore. Med. That's a moment when it was like yep. I was not the same after that. When that got yeah. through, when that minute and a half got through, yeah. I was a different yeah. person. Yeah, the yeah. world wasn't the yeah. same after that. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. it really. It was a, yeah. we, talking about. Well, I did a Van Halen thing last night, and uh, talking about that, it was just. And I had a very unique. Um, perspective on hearing that too because i was i told you guys like i was the it was the beatles it so i didn't know about any of the music that van halen spawned i didn't okay. even know fast guitar playing was a thing i i just didn't know i was in this beatles cave so when i heard van halen for the first time it was like hearing it 10 years earlier when it actually came out mm -hmm. i didn't yeah. know what was happening i i didn't care and so hearing that was like hearing it like i really heard it for the first time like it was it was a you know it's just shocking you know totally shocking yeah. did, did that lead you to to go look at other bands like other hard rock bands like van halen is that what kind of led you into the yeah, more heavy already, stuff uh, yeah i was already kind of into i was already barely getting into like led zeppelin and black sabbath from, from my brother again like getting into them And then some guys my age at school were listening to Slayer and Metallica. And then that's where like metal came in um, was through, you know, Master of Puppets. And then I heard Rain and Blood. Mm -hmm. and like, this is awesome. <laughs> I got really into that. So then it was all, I never really did hard get into a lot of stuff that was going on at the time as far as newer bands. But, you know, Metallica was putting out records. I mean, this is, you know, early 90s. So Van Halen, Metallica, those groups are all very, very active, Guns N' Roses. Um, so I was getting into that stuff. And when, when I, I was kind of late getting into Kiss, too. Um, I got into them when I was about 15. And that was a big deal because I've been playing guitar, but, 
you know, my scale practices weren't sounding like Van Halen and I couldn't figure out why. And I heard Ace and went, oh, that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm playing in lessons. And that was a big deal for, yeah. you know, a kid at 15 being able to really like, being able to really like learn a real guitar solo that's on a record. That's a big, big thing. And so that yeah. was a big reason why I took to Kiss so hard was that. And, you know, everything else I understood, you know, the the, the yeah. explosions and the outfits, I just got all of it. But, you know, yeah. the guitar, the lead guitar part was a huge part in that. Yeah. What was the first solo that you learned by Ace? Uh, oh, uh, Deuce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. Because oh, my, my friend made a, a mixtape for me and uh, and Deuce was the, Deuce off of Alive was the first one. There was a lot of Alive on that tape. And so, yeah, that, that starts and it, he starts playing and, and I, it sounds familiar and I make the yeah. connection quickly and I'm like, wow, I thought I could play this. And so yeah. then I start learning the solos and I go to Strutter mm -hmm. and I go to Got to Choose. Mm -hmm. I go to like, I do the whole record and I can play yeah. that record. I you know, still can, you know, at any time, kind of <laughs> can probably still just go, yeah, yeah. I can play that. Uh, yeah, that was a big one. Big, big, big yeah. moment. What, was that when you, when you started to form your own bands? Not not long after uh, the first group I was, it was a group called Excalibur, and uh, I think we we actually did the show uh, had Halloween, and we played in Chris our bass player Chris's garage, and we all wore Kiss makeup and the worst outfits, like just <laughs> terrible, like black sweatsuits. It was just terrible, and uh, yeah, and we didn't play any Kiss songs. <laughs> We didn't play rock and roll all night. We didn't even play that one. And we did like, we did a Ramon song. We did a Motley Crue. We did, um, you know, like five songs over and over and over on repeat. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, yes, I think junior, senior year of high school, second, third year of high school, I started, you know, forming bands. And then actually the first band that we didn't play at all because it wasn't like now. Whereas it's like yeah. kids and bands have these big support groups behind them. Like yeah. the, 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 there's this, um, my nephews uh, live, live well, they're in college now, but they grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. And yeah. um, the oldest one, Eric was a really, really good drummer. And he was in this, pro this school program called blues ed blues education. And so all the schools in Omaha, it's like high school age kids. Right. And they, they have citywide auditions. And you go and, and audition and then you get assigned to a band and then they this organization books you gigs oh wow in that town oh, man. it's like that's man, really cool fuck? you think yeah it's <laughs> unbelievable it's like we had was, you yeah. couldn't there was nowhere to play there's like there's nothing no. to do nowhere to play we had to play these like high school sorority girl dances that you know, hated what we were doing. You know, there's nothing to do. All this like, there's this big, you know, movement behind it now. But the first yeah. group that I actually started doing shows in, uh, I was out of high school. Excuse me, I was out of high school, like you know, 20, 21 years old. Was this um, big funk band called uh, Subterrific Chugalug, and it was about nine to 16 members, depending on how many horn players showed up. And so I played guitar in that. And I also uh, arranged the horn parts because I could read music and write charts and stuff. So I um, 
did that. And we, we did covers, you know, seventies and some, some fun covers. We also did a lot of original. We had a, we had a record, we had a original album. Uh, and that was a fun band, but that was the first thing that actually kind of, you know, started like working. So you started to get into kiss a bit more learning all the, all the licks from ACE. And how was it for you when you first got, got in with Gene? How did that happen? Could you could you take us through that? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's a. I like to say that it makes it makes so much sense that it makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, like it's perfect because if you know, with Ryan Cook and Jeremy Asbach, my bandmates that are in both of those bands with me, we are friends because of Kiss. Kiss is how yeah. we. It's how I met Jeremy, and it's how I met yeah. Ryan. Was through was was through yeah. Kiss. Um, yeah. so the, how we got the gene gig was 100% Ryan cook. Okay. Um, Ryan and Jeremy had a group called the big rock show. That was like more of an eighties cover band that like scorpions autograph, things like that, that had played every kiss cruise. And on the, one of the few years ago, I guess it's in 2016 or 17. 16, I guess. Uh, Gene asked Ryan to have lunch with him while they were on the on the cruise. And that's when he asked Ryan to put together a group for him. And it was only going to be five solo shows. They were going to be yeah. with this um, comic, con like comic book pop culture conventions, things around the, around uh, America called uh, Wizard World, where he would sign and do Q&As and, you know, do all photo ops and like that. They were going to do a gig in five cities. And so... That was where it started, and, and Ryan goes, "I know exactly who I'm going to get. The band's made." So that's how we got it. Gene didn't know who the hell we were, didn't care who the hell we were, never seen us, you know, did not. It was like he knew Ryan could put together a group, and he knew, you know, he knew Ryan knew like, you know, that kind of musician, like rock and roll yeah. for hire, gunslinger type guys. Yeah. And so that's that's sure. that's that is yeah. how it happened, Ryan. Yeah. Cool. How was it? Was it cool meeting him for a first time? Yeah, because we didn't know. We were nervous because, man, it was going to go one of two ways. It was going to be really yeah. bad. We were going to be all disappointed yeah. or it was going to be awesome. Well, it was yeah. beyond awesome that we that, that we thought. It, he yeah. was, from the get-go, super cool, like super yeah. easy to work with. Like um, the first, we did a rehearsal in, uh, in Nashville for the first time and Because we were doing these cover tunes, we were doing these kind of R and B and soul cover songs for the first gig, which was a corporate gig. It wasn't in front of like Kiss fans, so we weren't pulling out charisma and all those tunes yet. We were doing the bigger hits and then doing like Money, um, doing like some Wilson Pickett stuff and things like that that Gene really really yeah. loved. So we were working on that stuff, and he came in the room and just was immediately like made us all feel at ease. And then the minute we started playing and he kind of heard us all sing together and we were all kind of throwing ideas because we were working out these big Motown songs with horns in them. So we had no yeah. roadmap. So we were all working on the arrangements together. And Gene was very like, how would you do this? How would you end this? And we were all flying stuff back and forth. And when he realized that we could work on the fly like that, like instantly try different things, he was like, okay, well, these guys are good too. And yeah. then he began to began to trust us a little bit, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it never 
it just got cooler and, and more fun yeah, from there. I yeah, really can't yeah. explain no. how fun and how incredible those two years were with him because we traveled with him. It was only the five of us. It was the four band yeah. guys and Gene in the traveling party. We had no crew. Yeah. We were the crew. We did everything. Okay. So we yeah. flew together. We hung out in airport lounges together. We ate catering together. We rode to the hotel together. We, we were together all the time. And he was like, he was just the coolest. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Because he's a big dude. I, I met him a couple of times. And yeah. his, his per, per, persona is like, damn. It, it, yeah, it is. You got to respect the man. You got to respect him. It, it is. It is. And it's still that. Because you never lose that. Because he's, no. he's Gene Simmons. And he'll always be. Yeah. Famous. Yeah. And but yeah, uh, you know, but but being able to hang out with him on a personal level, just day in and yeah. day out, like us, uh, uh, yeah. you know, wake up in the morning, go to the down, have breakfast with him at the, you know at the hotel, and, and you know this this everyday stuff and just talking. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it was uh, it was pretty amazing. It was and he was yeah. the absolute best to us. He really, really, really was. Since I'm I'm a kiss nerd myself, uh, I have to ask these questions when you picked all all the tunes that you played because i i went to stockholm to, to see the show that oh was girl, that was one of our favorite ones that was a great show oh damn that was fantastic yeah oh man you guys are tight yeah thanks playing all, all the, yeah and how do you pick i i mean it's sort of like some obscure songs i mean it's my life from from his like tape back in the day and then you played she's a european charisma did you guys help pick those songs out or was it like gene himself say uh it, it was cool it was a coll collaborative we definitely yeah. were throwing songs at him because after that yeah. very first gig uh, which was the corporate gig the next morning we get an email like thank you great playing guys what are some cool tunes that we can do for the next show because the next show was going to be in cleveland in front of kiss fans yeah. and so we're like oh man With the whole time, the whole time we wanted to do a different show than a Kiss show. We wanted to play yeah. different songs because we knew the people that were going to come to this were going to be diehard fans. Yeah. And he wanted to give a different show too because the Kiss yeah. is already, Kiss exists. You know, you can go see a Kiss yeah. show. They want to make it a different thing. So we started firing off songs. Got Love for Sale. Charisma. You know, all yeah. these tunes. So it came from him. And then I think um, In My Life was his pick because – We had kind of forgotten about that one, but it was on the vault, on the vault that he put out, the big box set. Yeah. Actually, it's in a yeah. fucking safe. Um, so that was his. He had a couple that he'd throw, but we all threw everything at him, and he pretty much okayed everything we threw at him. There was only a few yeah. that we didn't do. We didn't do uh, Love Him, Leave Him. That was one of the ones that we wanted to do really bad. And Larger Than Life, we always wanted to do. And he, yeah. That one didn't happen. But everything else, he was pretty brave. If... Um, The lyrics were there on a big sheet of paper for him. You know, he could, yeah. he would, we, we would try it, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Because if you, since I, I saw the show in Stockholm, you, you can really sense that all the stuff that, that you tell us right now, that it, it, he, he was sort of like at ease with, with you guys. And, and there was a vibe going on with you on stage. He's very relaxed. And yes. yeah. he, you all were looking like you're having a really, really good time together. So We, we really uh, did. I mean, every picture you see or footage you see on stage, we're all, you know, just yeah. you know, <laughs> ear to ear, you know, yeah. Chris. Yeah. And 
that was the way it was off stage, really too. We yeah. had so much fun with him um, that it was just always a pleasure. I mean, it's always a pleasure. Like it's always a kick, you know, start and deuce and do the thing, and the and the vo- the lyrics come in, and yeah. he's right there singing it, and that voice is coming yeah. through the wedges, coming through yeah. the side fills. It's like, man, that's that's him, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, right and he was there. always you know, pulling pranks and stuff. And he was just great, yeah. but we all, it was at ease all the time. And it was just because yeah. he was so, it was just easy. And I mean, we're easy to work with too. You know, it yeah. definitely, we, there was no problem kid in no. the band, you know I mean? It was all, but you were professionals. So, yeah. So, you know, so yeah, he yeah. appreciated that. Um, and so, yeah, it was just nothing but fun. Yeah, how many shows did you do with with Gene altogether? Man, all, I don't know the number. Uh, it went from five shows to two years of international work. You know, so it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. It definitely after Cleveland, which was the first show in front of Kiss fans, like we broke the internet. People could not believe because no. people had no idea what it was going to do. They were already slagging us no. and calling us all sorts of names, and we were just like, yeah. okay. In, in in 24 hours, you were going to be kissing our collective ass so hard, and it, and they and they were, and uh, and it was just like, Me you too. Know, yeah, and it was, you know, we knew what we had, we knew what was going to happen, yeah, but we didn't yeah. know that it, the response was going to be promoters, like you know, contacting Gene and and you know, wanting to book it, and that's when that's when he yeah. emailed Ryan and said, people seem to like our little band. <laughs> So I think, yeah. you know, but, and then it yeah. just took off from there. You know, we just started, yeah. was, we weren't going to do any international travel and we ended up doing a lot, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was, it was just great. It was just great. Do you think that sometime in the future you might do another one with him? It, if anything happens, if anything of that, it'll be when Kiss is done. It'll yeah. be when yeah. they've wrapped up everything. Yeah, of course. And at that yeah. point, he's going to be almost 75. So yeah. that's the thing. But the good yeah. thing with our show is that there is no wearing 40 pounds of gear and higher heels no. than your mommy. It's, yeah. it's just, you know, <laughs> where we've all heard the interviews. And, uh, you know, yeah. It, yeah, it's just okay. him wearing whatever he's got on that one same. Yeah. There's two shirts he wears. Uh, yeah. The black cowboy one with the skull and the rose. And then the one yeah. with the metal studs on the, on the shoulders. Yeah. So he either has a lot of those shirts or just one of each and wears them all the time. Um, but, it, you know, our show is easier than that, than the Kiss show. So, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't, I mean, uh, knowing him and we, uh, knowing him as we, everybody knows him, he really never yeah. does stop working. So he's going to be doing oh, something when Kiss wraps up. So, yeah, I mean, I think so too. it'd be great. I'd love to do some more of those shows. Those shows were nothing yeah. but fun, you know. They were great. But let me ask you this. Um, there is a rumor that actually when, when Ace was going out that he handed you over, the whole band over to Ace. He said, you can take those, take those guys because they were like the greatest. That happened. The How we ended up getting with Ace was uh, yeah. on the Australia tour. Um, yeah, okay. And Because Gene was booked. And then we were booked yeah. with Gina to go to Australia and then Ace was booked to open. Yeah. And then for logistic logistics only, um, yeah. Ace had asked Gene to use us because he knew that 
Gene had a band that was Kiss oh, fans. Okay. It's like they know all the stuff. Okay. So in lieu of flying all of Ace's band to Australia and all the hotel, all the flight costs, all the costs with that and the yeah. gear changeovers and things, there's a lot to do. And he goes, well, can we use it? And we're like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, we all found out and that. So we did a couple shows and then um, it started, we started to really gel. And then I was yeah. not, I'm not privy. I wasn't privy to any of the conversations with Gene and Ace, but they were hanging out a lot together. They were getting along on that tour extremely well, really yeah. well, right? Hanging out, yeah. hanging out a lot together. And that was crazy yeah. to just be like around half the band, you know, really. <laughs> yeah. That was wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somewhere yeah. along the lines, um, it was like, I think the cruise was first because we were doing Japan after Australia with only Ace. So that yeah. was part of the deal. We'd do that and then go to Japan. Yeah. And so I think in somewhere in Australia, they asked to do the cruise. And we said yes to the cruise. And then it was, you guys want the gig? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it would, it didn't start out a new band. It started out like no. just, it was just yeah. for, for ease of, of, cause it's a long way, yeah. man. That's yeah. about as long as far as you can fly on planet <laughs> yeah. Earth yeah. Is to Australia. So uh, it was just for logistics and costs at the beginning. Yeah, and you can hear you can hear Gene's voice going with Ace saying, "You should take those guys. You should take those. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Just go with them. Uh, he's, he's, You'll he, be fine." He was in our uh, he was in our corner, but you know Gene was great, and that was a great tour. You know the show in yeah. Sydney that we did is one of my favorite memories of yeah playing. Period. That was just one yeah, of those shows that, where. We were a locomotive, you know. There's yeah. bootlegs of that out there, and man, that show was yeah, fire. It, yeah, is that is the one on YouTube where, where it's filmed from like a balcony or something? I think yeah, Sydney somewhere in Australia. Yeah. Yep. Damn, I watched that gig so many times. Yeah. Damn, it that was, was a good one. It was a good one. That was like for yeah. whatever reason, it just yeah everything yeah. fell into place. There, there is there is a vibe there going on, yeah. and and Gene is so funny, and 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 with the australian accent and so forth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn that's gene right there so so what's the difference with, between um working with gene and, and working with ace what is the big difference i'm going to quote my bandmate ryan cook on this because ryan has it yeah. perfectly the only thing those two guys have in common is they were in the same band together <laughs> they are here to here to here. I mean, like, yeah, not, in, I not in anybody's not nicer or anything. Ace is great too. Yeah, like, yeah. we're just not with him. Ace travels separate, and he comes in right at showtime. You know, guitar yeah. on, do a little thing. Go, you know, we don't. We're not with him as much. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I it's knowing how different those guys are, and then you add two yeah. other guys that are as different in the mix. I don't know how they made it through on rehearsal. Let, it, let alone <laughs> no, no. did what they no. did and accomplished what they I accomplished, actually, and for as long, you know. Yeah, I actually worked at a, at a club in, in in Malmo in Sweden uh, when when he came into town, like in I think it was in 2007 or something like that. So I watched the sound check, and it's it's like you say, he is on a different level. He comes in, the band is always already on stage, and he does a little number, and and then he walks off, and and he comes back when when it's time to do the show. Does it? Yeah, and. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big difference. But it says freely for Christ's sakes. It's a, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> fucking freely. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, is, it is. But yeah. Yeah, that's the first solo, man, that you learn deuce. Yeah. Right and that's always just because yeah. we play that with ace. We play deuce. Yeah. And it's always I always walk right in cup uh in front of my bass amp and stand there. And I always just watch yeah. him play that. Because that's one of those yeah. things. Um every night it's flawless. That yeah. solo is is that solo, and and Ace yeah. knows as well as anybody that you know you play those solos. You don't go up. No, you don't yeah. go up there and just jam on them. No, he plays them. You know, it's like he wrote those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, and that's always a special moment because then, like, because he's on, he's on stun, man. <laughs> yeah, his his volume is. There's no end of it. It doesn't stop. It just turns up. Man, he's loud. He's loud. <laughs> And so uh, yeah. it's always a fun moment just standing back there and it's just screaming out the, the his guitar cabinets right in front of me and and uh, that's yeah. always cool hearing him play that. Like, yeah. oh, I go I go back to fifteen year old me, yeah, you know, sitting there in, in my room playing it in the wrong position because I'm tuned to standard. I didn't know that you could tune a half step down, so I'm playing it in A flat. Wow. Yeah, you know, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Play an a flat. I don't know. You know but. <laughs> do you do you talk about uh, to him about guitars and 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 so forth and and techniques and so or we, when you have time, yeah, um, we know we're into yeah. all the same stuff. You know, his guys, yeah, are you know my guys or Jeremy's guys, or Ryan's guys. We all share that. We all share the same, you know, the same influences. And um, yeah, during his uh, during his guitar solo. Sometimes he'll throw in some Doors stuff. And then he also started – One he, he uh, does sometimes. And the first time he did it, the next day I called him on it. Uh, he played Tattoo yeah. by The Who. Because we always kind of walk off stage and me and Jeremy are big Who guys. And we're just kind of standing there and he starts playing. I look at Jeremy and going, will you listen to that? Uh, the next day and I was like, man, Nice. Who reference, you know, he'll, he'll throw cool stuff like that in. And, uh, well, yeah, we all like the same people, you know, yeah, Hendrix cool. and things like that. And, you know, of course yeah. he, you know, is bigger than any of those guys for me personally. But, you know, I told yeah. him that when I met him, I said, you know, you taught me how to play lead guitar. And he goes, no, I didn't. I go, no, man, you really did. And he goes, no, no, it was Hendrix and Pete Townsend and Jimmy Page. And, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I know that, but you, Made it make sense, man. Yeah. You know, he really did. He took yeah. all that and made it digestible for for me. Yeah, and you're going going on tour with him uh, with Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. talk about going going back in a bang, oh. man. That's gonna be oh, yeah. awesome. Oh. It's gonna be. Are Are you hitting only U.S. at first, or are you going? abroad to europe and uh right you know, now with this ace tour it's only these two only these shows that we have so far so it's only the east coast yeah. of the u.s and some west yeah. states um and southeast we're coming to nashville we're coming through some through florida yeah. now i'm gonna be um in europe maybe all of 2022 with except i know we're booked uh yeah. solid january and february and then it looks like the summer yeah. is going to be fantastic too so i'll be over there a lot yeah. during the summer yeah yeah and then you just threw in another yeah band except band. man <laughs> yeah you're part of <laughs> <laughs> what do i got here look here kid yeah. 
<laughs> so, so how'd that come about with uh, you joining Accept? That was I was a fill-in guy uh, with the symphony shows they were doing. So, uh, Accept is pretty much a Nashville, Tennessee-based band now. Um, oh, wow. Wolf is Wolf has lived here since the early '90s. Wolf has lived here, like you know, now everybody's moved here. Um, and it's gotten uh, crazy in regards to that. But Wolf was one of the first guys to move to Nashville as far as rock guys. So uh, my buddy Christopher Williams got the drum gig in 2015 or 2016. I forget what year it was, but he got the drum gig. So we're, we're like best, best buddies. We've played countless times together. So when they were doing the big Vakken show back in 2017, they were doing a little segment of the his uh, Wolf's Headbanger Symphony record where he took classical pieces and arranged them for a metal band and, and symphony. So yeah. he was going to use different people for that. So Christopher threw my name in for that. So I got that gig. It was just one thing. So I thought it was one and done. Great. Vakken. <laughs> now we're done. You know, 80,000 people, yeah. you know, that was the yeah. only time I played with those guys. I thought. So in 2019, yeah. They announced a tour of Europe and Eastern Europe of the Symphonic Terror. It was going to be half accept songs, half classical pieces with the symphony. Mm. And so there was a conflict with uh, Uva had a conflict with some of the dates. So they called me for that. And I was wide open. So that ended up being six weeks of touring with that. And everything went so well. Um, talk about a well-run German engineered machine. I mean, from playing on stage and just how the organization is run, the crew, the management is just absolutely awesome to work with. So um, towards the end of the tour, I'm kind of getting sad because I'm realizing that I'm not going to see these folks anymore. And, you know, the crew is um, based in Germany and, you know, you, you, you know, these people and you work with them every day for that long. And it's like, man, this is, this is, you know, I, I was pretty sad. And Wolf, I think we were home and I met Wolf at the Thai place where we'd always go eat before we'd practice on anything. And he asked me if I wanted to join as a member. And I said, I think I said, I was hoping you were going to ask me to the dance. I think it's what I said. I said, yes, I'll go with you to prom. Yeah. Pretty much. I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, you know, it was, yeah. um, it was a pretty like, wow. And then, you know, being asked to play on the record, you know, because in Nashville, uh, with, you know, the system in place here, it's very common for the people that you see on stage to have nothing to do with the album that you may have purchased. Of, of, of yeah. So when yeah. he was like, um, I asked him, I said, do you do all the guitars on the record? He's like, he's like, I don't want to. He's like, I don't like to. I'm like, okay. I didn't think I was going to be included, but then it was like, yeah, come on over. And like, wow. Oh, Okay. I was just happy to be there, you know, very um, yeah. nervous going into it with Wolf and Andy Sneap, you know, at the helm. Yeah. Those, you know, uh, very nervous going into that. But, you know, I, my all I did was try to uh, do what they said, you know, to the best of my ability. It's like, you know, those guys have made yeah. a few good and successful heavy metal albums in their day. So it's like, I'm just going to do what you guys <laughs> told me to do the best I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. so yeah, that was very cool, and the album came out great, and people seemed to like it a yeah, lot. It was, yeah, so, it's an awesome album. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Yeah, 
So that's that's real cool. Accept and and Gene and Ace. Damn, what's next, my friend? I have no oh, idea, but I can't shit. wait. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> yeah, I, <can't> wait <laughs> I quit. Out. Like everybody's like, "What do you want to do next?" I'm like, I quit making specific <laughs> goals like that because yeah. I never could have picked this. You know, no. my wildest dreams. The universe has way better plans in store for me than than, than yeah. my feeble mind can <laughs> uh, can comprehend. So yeah, let's just yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm open for anything. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. I have to ask you about this. Um, the talisman. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. 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 So the talisman came from the, uh, the need for a band name because Ryan and Jeremy and I uh, started doing some things at kiss conventions and kiss expos. And we couldn't just call it, you know, Gene Simmons band, but no Gene. <laughs> You know, we couldn't, we couldn't do that. So um, I thought of the talisman. It's the, you know, the, the obvious kiss, nerdy, uh, yeah. obscure kiss reference from the movie. And um, so we adapted that name and we would use different drummers. Christopher Williams sometimes would play with us and other other guys, Brent Fitz, Bat Star, sometimes whoever was there. And we started doing private parties around Nashville where we all live and doing them acoustic, just the three of us. And we would do, you know, KISS fans' houses. Uh, one KISS fan in particular would have us over, and we'd sit there and play, and we'd just do KISS songs. It's like, this is this is pretty good. It's not only that, but it's easy. Yeah. You don't bring anything. There's no gear. And so we started doing that, and then started getting our, like, shtick down. Like it's storytelling, like make jokes and when they all that, you know, kind of a storyteller's thing. Even though we didn't write those kiss tunes, we would accompany them with stories like, oh, well, we talked to Gene yeah. about this song and he yeah. said this, you know, things like that. And so that's where that came from. And then in the pandemic, that was pretty much the only things we were doing for a few months there. We're doing those acoustic uh, yeah. talisman shows. And so we kind of kept our, um, chops up and then we started doing even in 2020 you could do a little bit of traveling over here and do some shows not like it was you know regulated but you could do some so we did a few road things like that too and then we really fell in love with how easy it was because you just bring one guitar one little bag for a suitcase and done you know no 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 nothing you know we loved it and so we just kind of kept on doing it and kind of kept on getting good and making some shirts and doing this and that. And then, um, you know, doing some yeah. more things. Now we're doing the kiss cruise with that. So people are asking like, who's their drummer? <laughs> nobody's our drummer. <laughs> that's what we love about it. It's the three yeah. of us and that's it. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, as easy as you can do. And, uh, you know, we're planning some, you know, of course we got to plan some special yeah. songs for the kiss cruise. So we're getting a bunch of different set lists together. And so, yeah, ready for that. It's going to be, uh, we're going to be two, I think we're doing, I don't know, we're doing, you always, yeah. you always do a few shows on the Kiss Cruise, so we're yeah. doing a two or three shows, I think, so we're going to figure out, um, you know, different yeah. sets to play and pick out some special songs. No plans in going things, electric so, yeah. with that thing? No. <laughs> I hope not. Unless there's, <laughs> unless we walk up to a stage. It's ready yeah. to ready to play. It's like it's right there. It's like oh, you know, because uh, Bruce is on the cruise too. Bruce Kulick, and you know, yeah. we know all those band guys: it's Todd Kearns, yeah. Rick Fitz, and Zach Throne. So 
I'm not saying there will be for sure, but there's a pretty good chance that, oh, uh, you know, man. that's going to happen with this band oh, and, the, and that band. So, um, you know, we we all know those man. guys and love all those guys. And, and so that, that might happen at some point, you know, some late night, you know, you know, if, if there's a stage oh, with gear on it. The three of you, Bruce and Todd Kearns. Damn, that's a lineup right there. <laughs> yeah, but oh, that, may, that, may, that may happen. Oh, cool. So, so any any other? I mean, you're you're packed. Your your life is packed. So, you don't know what's going on for the future. It's it's accept and it's ace thing, and and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, the fall really yeah. really filled in. The ace tour happens. The kiss cruise happens, and then uh, in December, except is going to Japan for a couple shows. We're doing two nights in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. One night. Metal Heart in its entirety. <laughs> the other night, Balls to the Wall from Damn. front to back. So, so, yeah, so then those happen, and then January kicks, and yeah. Except is gone. And then all this is happening, and I'm trying to run my uh, yeah. my uh, Mutt Merch business as yeah. well, my, my merchandise company at the same time. So trying to yeah. make some changes there, trying to uh, you know do yeah. some things there. So that's always yeah. on top of everything else I'm doing. I'm always thinking of, you know, uh, working on that too. Yeah. So what what's that about the Mutt merch? I've been, it's been, uh, five, five, six, seven years now, I guess yeah. it all becomes a blur at this point. Uh, and it's, um, it's fun products for dogs and their owners. And it's all, um, music themed. We've got black Labbath. We've got Aerosmith. <laughs> we've got bones and noses. Grateful Dane, the Beagles, Muttley <laughs> Chew, um, you know, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of, you know, and, you know, not just rock stuff, we have Notorious PIT, um, we have Run DIG stuff. So it's a lot of fun. And um, it was just T-shirts for dogs and people, but now I have pet bowls, um, dog collars, uh, coffee mugs, all kinds of fun stuff um, and working on getting some more of that too. So Yeah, that website is muttmerch.com, M-U-T-T-M-E-R-C-H.com. Cool. Yeah. You're a busy guy, Philip. I like to say that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Idle hands, the devil's playground, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Philip, for taking the time to be on our show. Uh, Check out the It's Freely shows and the Accept albums. It's, yes. it's all great stuff. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. It sounds on vinyl. And check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you, Philip, once again. Yeah, It's thanks. been a blast. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. A lot Mike, of fun. Phil, thank you very much. Uh, Mike, where are you at? Where are you in Sweden? Are you in Malmo? I'm in Malmo, yeah. Okay. My friend, uh, do you know the Snibs, Pontus Snib from Bonafide? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where he's from. So I've been yeah. there. I played there with Stacey Collins. Oh, cool. um, years ago we played, I don't even know the venue, but it was a cool little restaurant, put a little patio yeah. and uh Pontus was on drums. So that was, that's yeah. my, that was the, the, my first Swedish connection. Cool. Um, luckily I've made many since then, but yeah, Pontus yeah. was my first one. Yeah, I, actually, awesome I, I actually know him. So, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all, good. all right. It's uh, all good. people until next time, we'll see you. Later. Later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Bill Boyer. 
but it doesn't have to end. Join the Sounds on Vinyl community at soundsonvinyl.com forward slash community for exclusive content, music documentaries, chats, and more. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozhound Music in cooperation with Boozhound Entertainment. Thanks for listening and all your motherfucking support.